5: Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today.
6: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me,
5: Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI
4: AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Well, fentanyl is killing thousands uh, in California, all across the country. Pouring in from Mexico, and uh, just a just a few grains will uh, lead to your death. And and uh, a lot of teenagers are getting pills online that they think are Adderall or Percocet, and turns out they're fentanyl, and they're dying. And so the Assembly of Republicans in California are desperately trying to get a bill, a series of bills passed to address all this and and put these fentanyl pushers in prison at some point. Um, and it's been blocked by the Democratic-run Public Safety Committee. Yeah, and- you may have heard our
7: interview yesterday with Matt Capilouto, whose daughter, Alexandra, died after ingesting what she thought was an opioid, but it was fentanyl, and it killed her, one pill. And he's been pushing for Alexandra's law, which would go after people that deal fentanyl. And whether they know it or not, you know, the first time you do it and somebody dies, okay, but the next time, you can be charged with homicide. Now, that bill got supported by Democrats. It got amended. In fact, uh, 21 out of the state's... Forty state senators were supporting this version of the bill, but the assembly, or the Senate Public Safety
4: Committee, was uh, killing it. There is so, a, a crack of light.
7: Is it real? What think or we're is hearing, this, Or
4: is it posturing? We're going to talk. Press about it.
7: release from Assembly Republicans today says that uh, there's going to be some special hearings on some other fentanyl bills, and we're going to talk to Assemblywoman Laura Davies from Orange County about what this means.
4: Laurie, welcome to the John and Ken Show.
8: Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me.
4: Well, uh, is this serious that they're going to put on a special hearing to look at these fentanyl bills that are being discussed? Yes.
8: I think we're actually going to see that happen. I think we were able to put enough uh, fire underneath their feet to get them to move. I mean, it's just been shameful, you know, not hearing these bills and then to even push them all the way to basically next year. So we really, um, you know, we worked hard and we negotiated and we were able to get them. To get those six bills that they were going to wait and push back and have them heard on Thursday, they were
4: not even going to have a hearing for these bills. No,
8: no. What uh, the assembly uh, chair for public safety said is, you know, basically reform is not putting them behind bars, especially we're talking dealers, murderers, and so they said they were going to just put them aside, deal with stakeholders, and figure out new ways to reform. And so that's why they were going to put them aside, and we know. How quickly people are dying how many are dying you know 114 a week can you imagine how many will die before that would have happened so we were able to negotiate and basically you know say listen this has got to happen we had uh, we had a, a press conference on monday had the parents come out speak and i think they really helped a lot so you know we're, we're holding them you know to their word come thursday so we want to make sure everybody out there is going to be doing the same and they can call Uh, They can call and make sure that these bills are heard on Thursday as well as they are passed. I mean, again, it's so irresponsible.
4: Yeah, they've got this uh, blanket insistence uh, never to pass another law that puts anybody in, in prison, no matter how terrible the crime is and that that exactly. i mean and there really isn't another option here there's so, and they don't, don't
7: want to add any more penalties or enhancements because that only makes the prison they, terms longer but, they don't want but, that
4: what makes me crazy is all these all this vague nonsense about well other ways of reform there isn't anything else you can do you got to lock up a bad guy so he doesn't sell the fentanyl anymore and kill people it's the only thing you can do to him is lock him up i, I there is no other way well,
8: Exactly. And I'm going to tell you what's even worse than that. I had a bill, AB 1362, which would mandate to have drug education into the schools. And believe it or not, they said, well, we'll put it under the health category of curriculum. But we just had, we went ahead and we um, updated that in 2019. So we won't be updating it for 10 years. So basically we could put that education in there in 2029.
4: They wouldn't now even put say. an education about fentanyl? Well,
8: why not? Correct. They said why, why, that we let, have to
4: wait. That, that doesn't put anybody in prison. <laughs> yeah, but, really.
8: No, no, it, it, it doesn't. Again, it's shameful. It's irresponsible. And the bottom line is, and you, we know how many laws, executive laws, that... Uh, Governor Newsom pushed through. There's no reason they couldn't say, you know what, this is going to be mandated curriculum. Let's vote an emergency vote and put this through right now so this education begins. All, next fall. All
4: right. All right. But th- this really makes me wonder what's up. W- because you could use the education thing as a fig leaf. It's like, OK, we'll go along with with education in the Correct. schools, right? Reinforce to the kids that you don't buy a Percocet or Adderall online or from a guy in the alley. Just don't ever do that because a lot of these are laced with fentanyl. So why don't they want to do that? What's what's the danger there? Like, I, I, whose payroll are they on?
8: I mean, that's, that's a great question, and that's what we keep asking. We're like, you know, this is irresponsible, but it makes no sense. We have, you know, we, we have the solutions here, but we also know that the solution is stopping all of this fentanyl coming in on the border. We've got to stop the dam and the flow. And we also need to make sure that we get the addicts the help they need. But we also have to put the dealers who are murderers behind bars. All right, oh, And yeah. that would do it. So, listen to there? You know,
4: I'm extremely skeptical of, of uh, the way the state senate operates. Why would there be 21 state senators in favor of these fentanyl bills, but the five Democrats on the public safety committee are all against it. So why does the leadership put all the anti fentanyl bill people on the committee to block all these new laws so they could say, Oh, well, I'd vote for it, but it doesn't come out of committee. That sounds like they're pulling a a scam on everybody.
8: Well, they definitely know that, um, you know, they, they definitely know that if they can put certain people on it, they also have, you know, certain philosophies. And again, nobody should go behind bars no matter what they do. So those that are sitting on the public safety committees, but, that is their philosophy.
4: 21 have co-sponsored this bill, including, you know, a bunch of Democrats. So these Democrats exactly. that are sponsoring the bill, they're not pushing to get this committee to release it or or to get no, this committee you know these committee assignments changed to put... Rational people on
8: there
4: makes me think you know they're not what? sincere. That this you. is this is a a, a scam going on, a, a sleight of hand.
8: Well, one thing I can tell you is again is we do have um, we do have support with a lot of the Democrats. We've got both Democrat and Republican bills that are you know basically not being heard. So well, we're can, working together on that. Is there a way, way to one. get it
4: so the full Senate votes on it without using the committee? Is there some kind of emergency procedure?
8: Yes, actually, what you can do is warp the bill. And that was actually one of the things we we're thinking about. A bill technically doesn't have to go through committee. You could take a bill and take it to the floor and ask to have it warped, which means you vote on it right then and there. What's the and word? so that could happen. You warp it.
4: Warf it? <laughs> like, right. Like, 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 uh, like W-H-A-R-F, warp?
8: W-O-R-F.
4: W.O.R.F. You could wharf the bill. I never I never heard that term. So any of these Democrats who who have co-sponsored the bill, they could wharf the bill and have the full Senate vote on it. And then it would pass because they already have 21 co-sponsors out of 40 senators.
8: Right. But you're not going to see them take that because you do have when you're you know, when you're up there, you've got the pressure coming from your speaker. You've got the pressure coming from other colleagues. So it, it is an option. We even did that, you know, pass with the gas bill trying to do that, but they wouldn't hear it.
4: Uh-huh. Now, uh, can a Republican do this? You have to be in the majority to pull this wharf maneuver.
8: No, you can do that. And, again, we did try doing that, and what they did is they said, we'll table it, and then they voted to not to have it actually work. So oh, you so you, get that so, so you vote tried there, to do that,
4: but they, they were able to block it anyway. Correct. Why this is devious. This is uh, really, uh, this is designed. I'm I'm suspicious of everything here. There's another story. There's got to be another story. Do you know what the other story is and you just can't say it?
8: No, honestly, we we don't know what the other story is. I just know that, you know, that they just have a philosophy that they don't want to put people behind bars and they've got to come up with some other type of reform. And that's really the bottom line.
4: no such thing, though. It's just fentanyl dealers. What's the soft spot for fentanyl dealers who are killing teenagers?
8: There isn't any. And there isn't any. And that's the whole question. And that's why we really need the help of the public. With these bills, we need them to call the public safety committee and this whole weekend and bombard their phones and just say these bills need to be heard on Thursday. No ifs, ands, or buts. And these bills need to be supported and go through.
4: Okay, so this happens next Thursday. Yes. Okay, we're going to be on top of this, and maybe we'll talk again, Lori. Thanks for coming on.
8: No, I appreciate all your help. Thank you. All
4: right, that's
7: Assemblywoman Lori Davies from Orange County, a Republican, with the news that at least they're going to get some hearings on some of the bills that Republicans have been proposing in Sacramento to deal with the fentanyl crisis the Democrat answer tends to be nothing that adds jail time and uh, just more yeah. Narcan, please. More, more, more Narcan.
4: Right, except for the Democrat senators who have co-sponsored the bill. The Alexandra's Law bill, right, to right. punish the fentanyl so, dealers. So they, they, there is a majority to pass this, and a that's lot of them right. are Democrats. So why don't they wharf it? Wharf it! Or, <laughs> well, that's or, or I... You know, see, you, know, you remember we went through this before. Yeah, we have. We have, yeah. Same guy, too. Uh, history just repeats itself. All right. More coming up. John and Ken show.
9: And- You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640.
7: Well, I I don't want to get you too worked up here and, and get everybody alarmed, but um, the El Segundo Times has just issued a bulletin. We have a new Omicron coronavirus variant that's made its way to L.A. <laughs> and it's called Arcturus. I'm not kidding. That's the word. Arcturus?
4: What's that a reference to? XBB.1.16. Arcturus.
7: That's the Omicron coronavirus subvariant. It is XBB.1.16. They're calling it Arcturus.
4: Oh, it's the uh, brightest star of the constellation uh, booties. Booties. (laughs) C-O-O-T-E-S. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's
7: been linked to an upswing... Oh. In cases in India and Los Angeles County has just discovered it. And guess what? There is a new rare symptom associated with Arcturus. So you ready for it? What? It's pink eye. Ever had pink eye? No. No? Did uh, you, have you, Deborah Mark, ever had pink eye?
10: Sorry, I missed that because I have somebody in here. Oh, yeah.
7: never
4: mind.
10: Chris, no, no, no. Chris
4: was crawling all over.
10: Chris her. was dealing they with... they nothing to do. They stand in there. <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: but I... Do you have pink eye. Ever had pink eye?
10: Yes, and I, I, I don't have pink eye right now, but I, I do have an inflammation, so I am taking eye drops. Oh.
4: But is it's not pink eye. conjunctivitis? No. Also known.
10: I've had it before, though. It's miserable.
4: Arcturus is a Greek word meaning guardian or keeper of the bear. Oh.
7: I don't know why they Why did they... they were using the Greek alphabet. Now they've switched to now, uh, constellations. Now or... it's uh,
4: Greek characters. Oh. Constellations? I don't understand.
7: Well, it's even more infectious than the current dominant coronavirus
4: strain in the U.S. They always say that. Everyone is more infectious than the last. It's, it's, it's another... Uh, Everybody's uh, got it already. So uh, how much oh, more it's infectious? A,
7: it's the two uh, jerks they put on the story from the beginning. Luke Money and Rong Gong Lin Second. Yeah. They're on the coronavirus oh. desk for the time, so... Yeah. They got to put out this new story today. Uh, and also, there was one yesterday that apparently there is another uh, uh, vaccine coming, if you want it, a booster.
10: Are you guys going to do it? No. No. Me neither.
4: No. Maybe in the fall, well, if I do the flu, I might yeah. do that too. But... Are, aren't, don't they need a vaccine for this Arcturus? What's, what's the point uh, of getting a vaccine for the old virus? Oh, they if, think if that the way... new
7: vaccine is covering all the Omicron variants. I would assume Arcturus is one of them. So uh, that's what I've read.
4: Uh, I don't know. I've it's had supposed a, to cover the Omicron variant. Yes. You know what? Uh, if if I don't have enough antibodies by now, the hell with it.
10: Remember when I was a vaccine chaser back in the day? Seems yes, so long that's ago. Right. Three I,
4: years. I'm yeah, crazy. You were shoving uh, elderly I, people out of the way. Online. I was.
10: I was desperate. You were desperate cheating for that you, shot. <laughs> I was I so happy when I got it.
4: Using <laughs> fake
7: IDs and
10: uh, well, I wouldn't. But well, you, you might have died. Well, to you Mexico, didn't exactly. get all these shots. That's right. So I'm glad that I maybe. Did. Maybe we don't know. you never know.
7: With all your weak vegan foods. Yeah. I'm that, strong. Not in your system Ken. to save you. Yes, with that with that immune system. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're not sure how many. They're, they're really. The, the latest booster is for older Americans primarily. They're not saying that 35, yeah. 40, 45 year olds should run out and get it. So <clears throat> it's probably for the. Wh- I put it in the category of the people still wearing masks are probably going to go get it. <laughs> So, another guy today just cracked me up. <laughs> I get a wandering few- around outside by the beach with his mask on. <laughs> somebody reminded me, uh, an emailer did, that when this thing was crazy three years ago, be exactly three years ago, April of 2020, is when we were really in the first stages of the craziness with the shutdowns and everything, that there was somebody, I think they were from Scripps Institute, that was worked up over people going to the beach because the sea breezes could spread the virus around faster. Yeah. <laughs> and that's true. I remember reading that somewhere at the, time, at the time.
4: And that's somebody from Scripps, huh?
7: Yeah. That supposedly it and, was. I think the yeah. Times interviewed her. It was you, a woman you, that was a researcher you know. there, and she was concerned about the beaches because the uh, ocean breezes could really spread that virus around, you know, from one blanket to the next. I uh, <laughs> You Think about the looniness of that time.
4: Did you see? Uh, there's a a Senate committee that has issued a report on the origin of the COVID virus, and they have, oh, that's right, they, I did. My, they, that's
7: right. I mean, you reminded me of that story. That, yes, yes, they have pinned it down to that lab. They're back to the Wuhan lab. Yeah, and, and in and, fact, they're claiming the Chinese came up with a uh, with a vaccine. <laughs> well, this was
4: not even big in, news yet in December of 2019. They were working yeah, on the vaccine. That's the month
7: I first started hearing about COVID. We didn't hear yeah. about COVID then. So
4: they knew what happened and they knew where it came from. And, and all this uh, hullabaloo that it came from an animal and it's racist to say that it came from that Chinese lab. That's all garbage. It was all lies, intentional lies on the part of the Chinese government. And then what's the thing? They think, oh, I don't have it in front of me. It's going to be hard to get
7: uh, the mainstream progressive media to ever admit this. Well, but it, I, I think don't think this is just a truth that's been there. Yeah, I. This I, started in a lab. It's not a crazy conspiracy. No,
4: and uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna find this thing. May have to wait till after the. Oh, here, it's the COVID origin story. But it it it. it uh, uh,
7: just give me, just give me.
4: Yeah, it. we got we'll, time. We'll do the news, and I'll we'll come I back. I meant
7: to do this story anyway. I just didn't get to it.
4: Yeah, because this, this this is a big deal. This is like the definitive explanation for what happened, and it's in this Senate report. And and uh, you, you want to get the truth, you listen to us because that's all we do, even if you don't like it. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy
9: from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price, and help you save when you bundle home and auto.
6: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me,
5: Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
9: You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM 640.
7: All right, a reminder that the Moist Line is coming back uh, tomorrow already during this hour. <clears throat> Leave a message using the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or call that toll free number, 1 877 Moist86. 664-7886. So we were just wandering into the ridiculous topic once again of COVID-19. Uh, there's a new scare about another, another variant coming from India, which can give you pink eye. And there's also uh, reports from the CDC that uh, if you want another booster, you can get one if you're an older American. But also there's this headline, the Senate... Did a, the Senate Republicans did a report, a 300-page document has been released. One of the headlines is it suggests that Chinese researchers started working on a vaccine program in mid-November of 2019. Now, you know, this story blew up in late 2019 and into 2020. Well, that's why it was called COVID-19, because that's when uh, they began to see people with this mysterious flu-like illness in that region of China. Late 2019,
4: Um, the the, uh, Jim Garrity with National Review said the closest thing to a smoking gun in this full report is evidence that researchers with the Wuhan Institute of Virology began working on a vaccine against covid before almost anyone else in the world had heard of the virus. November 2019 seems to be the time that People's Liberation Army researchers We're developing the vaccines, November of 2019. Now, we didn't start shutdowns here until March of 2020. It says here a team
7: led by a professor, Yusen Zhao, from the Academy of Military Medical Sciences in China, filed a patent for a COVID-19 vaccine on February 24th, 2020. Experts say it would have taken at least two to three months prior to reach the stage Of looking for a patent. So they were probably at work in November 2019, one month before China publicly released details on the virus to
4: the world. There was another researcher developing a second COVID vaccine. In fact, human clinical trials began in mid-March of 2020 in China. They were testing their vaccine on human beings at the exact moment that we started the lockdown here. They submitted for the patent on March 18th of 2020. So this second researcher must have started her vaccine efforts no later than early December 2019. Based on the research, also
7: suggests the possibility of two spillover events just weeks apart. Minor genetic differences in early circulating strains suggest two lineages of the same virus may have emerged at the same time and progressed on different paths, according to this assessment. Mm -hmm.
4: Somebody, uh, somebody must have dropped uh, quite a few beakers (laughs) in the laboratory. What they were working on. Well, it turns out that um, Wuhan was a biosafety level two lab, and and the uh, safety protocol is not as extensive and stringent as those at biosafety level three and four. Hmm. By level 2 handles bacteria and viruses such as Lyme disease and, and flu. Level 3, anthrax and HIV. Level 4 hand, handles Ebola, to give you an idea. So this was a level 2 uh, safety protocol. and And somebody screwed up, and they knew about it immediately and started working on two vaccines immediately. The Chinese government knew it was dealing with a contagious virus and deliberately lied to the rest of the world that there was no clear evidence of human-to-human transmission right up till January 20th of 2020.
7: Yeah, it looks like all of this started with Axios. Uh, that's the news outlet that got a hold of this 302-page Senate report a couple of days ago. The coronavirus pandemic appeared to originate from a laboratory accident based on biosafety issues in the epicenter in Wuhan, China. Uh,
4: the report indicates that people in Wuhan were starting to notice an abnormal rate of viral infections in October and November. Eyewitness accounts, media reports, and epidemiological modeling support October 28th to November 10th as the window of emergence. Diplomats at the Consul General's office in Wuhan, the U.S. office, have attested to observations to what they thought was the early onset of a bad flu season. Huh. Wow. So our diplomats noticed that something was going wrong. According to this report, a lot of the
7: evidence is circumstantial, but the report is credible and worthy of inclusion in the international effort to determine how the pandemic started so steps can be taken to prevent or mitigate against future pandemics.
4: You know something? I, I This this surprised me, but it looks like much of the public has gotten the message. There's two polls in the last month. Quinnipiac showed 64% of Americans think the pandemic was caused by the laboratory leak. 64 to 22 Oh, huh. 22 believe animals to humans. Then another poll by The Economist showed 66 to 16 in favor of a lab leak. And as we mentioned before, this
7: report says there is no known evidence of the virus being circulated by an intermediary host, although perhaps back to human transmission can't be ruled out. But I had said that a couple of months ago. They never found well, any animal they think was responsible, and in that uh,
4: live animal market in Wuhan, no, that could have started this uh, on its path. No, no, and and remember, it looks like the virus was enhanced, and it was enhanced through this devious research so that it would jump from human to human more easily. That's the experimentation they were doing.
7: Think about this; it makes sense. I mean, we've talked about gain of function research, and if any evil country is going to do this, it would be China. Yeah. And then what would they do next if they discovered, uh-oh, we did find something that's even more transmittable and can make people sick. We better come up with a vaccine, too, because right. what if it hits our people? Right. We want to
4: be able to uh, get out of this. It's a great weapon, but it can backfire and kill us all. Exactly. So you, you then work on the vaccine. You It's like the antidote to the poison. Isn't that amazing? It was happening in front of their eyes. In, in in October and in November of 2019, and all you heard from the Chinese government was, "Oh no, everything's okay." Uh, and anybody who objected in America, why well, that's racist. Boy, you, you, I'd love to go after all these reporters, all these writers, all these progressives, these activists who were screaming racism, and really punch them in the snout. Like,
7: look, look, look well. what you did. Now I just found a story that came out a couple days ago from ABC News. New report from Senate Republicans doubles down on COVID lab leak theory. Like, oh, those guys again. It's just uh, the noisy right that thinks in and they're doubling down. Why
4: why would it be a bad thing if we found out for sure, that it came from the lab. I don't, I don't understand. Know why. Why, yeah, why I why. Especially is
7: the, China, which is not really a friendly nation. Wait, I don't well, know. Is what, it because we is, have so
4: much trade with them and they're what, so important? What do the and, progressives uh, care about that? China is like one of the most repressive, repressive regimes in the history of the planet. I mean, look how, how they how they imprison. Well, it started out because of Trump, but everyone thought he's being racist. Okay, okay. Right? so right. he told a joke. Really? One Trump joke? And, and, and you you turn this into a, a civil war? That anybody who thinks it came out of the lab is racist? Really? I, yeah, I mean... I, d-
7: if Trump hadn't been president and this had progressed differently, it probably wouldn't have been that big a deal for people to accept that it started in a Chinese Wuhan lab. I really, I just, I think everything gets distorted by so well, much polarization now that I, it's like, oh, that's discredited, I'll never listen to that.
4: I have seen online posters... Pushing progressive causes, like come to the park and we're going to demonstrate and protest. And on the poster, it says, wear your mask. But it, it's not like wear your mask to be safe. This is wear your mask because it's a symbol of our political power. This is a symbol of our cause. We're mask wearers. We're progressives. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, like the Nazis wearing that uh, that uh, symbol on
7: right, their we arms. Got, we got more coming up. The swastika. In- Johnny Ken on KFI AM 640, live everywhere the the iHeartRadio app.
9: You're listening to John and Ken On
4: Demand from KFI AM 640. And you can also hear uh, our podcast after 4 o'clock of today's show on the iHeart oh, app. John and Ken On Demand. Stuff.
7: We're not done, though. We're not done. I mean, we had the story the other day that uh, Fox News is going to... Pay a huge pile of money to Dominion Voting Systems to settle uh, a claim that uh, they, of course, uh, disparaged the voting company. How much was
4: it? It was like seven uh, hundred and eighty-seven million. You know what I read today though? They can deduct two hundred and thirteen million of that from their taxes. Oh, so that yeah. brings you down into the five hundreds. Yeah, it's and, part of your operating loss. Or... And then they have uh, insurance. Insurance? I thought they did. Yeah.
7: Yeah, you have so, to have insurance for libel, slander, or whatever.
4: Right, so it's not going to cost them that much. <laughs> maybe just a, maybe just you know a couple hundred million. I I don't know what their deductible was. Yeah,
7: but that could change your insurance rate next time. Oh yeah, whoever underwrites you yeah. was going to say, oh now this happened, we're going to start charging you a lot but more in premiums for that kind of coverage. Was
4: it worth it that they uh, they um, endeared themselves to their loyal viewers? Who demand uh, obedience? I don't know. To to uh, Trump, it
7: wasn't all the viewers, but it was a percentage that just did not want to hear anything but the election was stolen. Right. Yeah. And so that's what they had to try to make sure that they covered well, them. And- now, on a, on a similar topic, uh, a guy that was really big. In in fact, I think he said to to Trump, "You should use the military to hold on to office." Do you know what I'm talking about? Pillow guy, Mike Lindell. Oh yeah. Oh, it's Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell sometimes got to see Trump because he's a wealthy businessman and uh, he is the MyPillow founder and I guess all those TV ads worked because they made him a fortune. So, uh he put out a contest in August of 2021, <laughs> prove Mike wrong, the 2020 election challenge. Basically, he was saying that he would pay anybody that could prove that he was wrong, that the election was stolen. Well, a software developer by the name of Robert Ziedman says that he proved that Lindell was wrong about the election being stolen and wanted to get paid. They ended up in front of an arbitration panel and they decided yesterday that this software developer is gonna get $5 million from Mike Lindell. Now, he says he's going to appeal this and it's going to end up in court. He's not going to take this decision. It was at uh, August 2021 at a cyber symposium that Lindell uh, was hosting in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. He announced a contest called Prove Mike Wrong Challenge. Participants were asked to find proof that his cyber data was not validated from the November election. The announcement said for the people who find the evidence, $5 million is their reward. So this guy went to work who actually was a Donald Trump voter and says he was excited to see the evidence that Lindell had turned up. He wanted it to be 2020 election data, said his attorney, but um turns out it was not. And he proved that this data was invalid and he wants
4: his payment. And this arbitration but, panel ruled that he right, should get the 5 million. Each side picked an arbitrator. And then there was a third neutral arbitrator and all three ruled in favor of Zeidman. Yeah this <laughs> he had cyber data wow they the guy's a pillow salesman uh, when did he become like a uh, a top-ranked advisor uh with uh he's a cyber data expert he's an election expert a political uh
7: Zeidman was given 11 files to review in two days at the conference, and when he went through it, he found out it actually wasn't 2020 election data. <laughs> After analyzing the files, he believed he'd win the contest. What was and He presented this? a report concluding that Lindell's data unequivocally did not contain any information related to the November 2020 election. It wasn't even from 2020? Apparently not, no. Who, who talked Lindell into this?
4: especially after he offered up $5 million.
7: And there's a story that his advisors were telling him to call off this contest. But, um... <laughs> Zeidman eventually uh. took the case to arbitration. Each side got to pick one arbitrator who joined a third neutral arbitrator, and John's right. All three ruled in favor of Zeidman. So, <laughs> Lindell thinks he's going to go to federal court now and get it overturned.
4: Uh, I, I don't see how. I mean... The data's oh. been examined now a lot. <laughs> they I, told him it's it's not even the twenty twenty election. They're gonna try to claim that it wasn't a real contest, it was just a joke or uh No, I think he made it clear it, it wasn't a joke. No. Nah.
7: No, I know. So but I guess it's gonna cost Zeitman to fight this, right? If they have to go to court. Unless they end up deciding <laughs> that Lindell has to pay his fees too or whatever.
4: Yeah, probably. That's that's usually what happens. All right, Tim Conway's here.
9: Hey now, well, we're going to do three hours on the transgender sports debate. Oh, good. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> what? Who are your guests? I don't have anybody yet, but we got a, <laughs> co- we got a couple articles. <laughs> I guess that's a big deal. You know, a lot of people make it a big deal out of that. I I, I don't know where I stand on it. I mean, I'd love to see some uh, better players than WNBA. Hmm. You know? You've never watched a WNBA. Game. I know, but if they if they all of a sudden you know guys that didn't make the NBA that, that, that you know oh
4: I see yeah. slid
9: into the WNBA then reverse tomahawks and uh, you know three pointers everything uh, goes you up.
4: know you pay them enough money there'll be guys who will uh, change sides yeah I mean I don't sure. think I can make the team but you know yeah. Maybe I could. WNBA is a sport still in search of an audience.
9: Well, yeah, and I, it's, uh, the WNBA is subsidized, I think, by the NBA. Yes, it is. But here's something, here's a stat at, that I. At that a I, large loss. Here's what I, I don't like about it. If you take the NBA, the WNBA salaries yeah. of all the teams, they're one-third of LeBron James's salary a year. Mm-hmm. So all the th- salaries of the WNBA, all of them combined, right. make up one-third yeah. of LeBron James. Well, there's no revenue there. I don't know what's going on there. Um, Alex Stone is coming on with us. And uh, after years of threats, it looks like the Oakland A's might be moving.
7: Yes. Yes. Exciting. Maybe to Vegas, right? I hope it's an indoor stadium with a roof. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, You're right. right. Baseball in August (laughs) in Vegas.
4: I saw (laughs) this morning they bought some land in Las Vegas. Oh, That is where they're going, yeah. All right. But, yeah, it has to be an indoor stadium. Yeah. I would. Yeah, or it's, it's got to have, have a roof. To oh, yeah, it's, it's got. Collapse it. So, so they'll have back the back. Raiders. They're going to have the A's. They've got a hockey team there now. Everybody yeah, wants the Aces, NBA the to WNBA come. There.
9: team. No. What's the WNBA oh, team? The Las Vegas Aces. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So all they and need is exciting. an NBA team. Um. I thought. I thought the Queens would be a better name for it. I don't know. We'll take them um,
4: from Sacramento then.
9: But 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 that means Oakland has lost a basketball team. A, a a football team and a baseball team in the yeah. last three years.
7: Yes. Well, it's not that big a city. I mean, yeah, the bay, right. San Francisco's right across the Bay. It's got teams. That's it's right. Gonna... That's right.
9: But but you know what? Uh, um, Green Bay, Wisconsin is the size of Burbank, and they have their own NFL team.
4: Oh, because they draw from all over
9: yes, the West.
4: Well, yeah, I have think heritage. That, that was one of the original NFL teams back
9: then. Right. I'm yes, just saying too, that there's right. 105,000 people live in Burbank and 105,000 people live in Green Bay. And what does Burbank have? <laughs> nothing. The Valley's got nothing. Two million people live in the Valley. It's not yeah, a sports it's team. It's not. A We're ho- getting the Rams practice. Five star hotel. Nothing. The Rams no, practice. Wait, the Sunday. Rams practice facility. I think that's going to be up in Ventura, isn't it? No, it's going to be where the Topanga Mall is. Yeah, he plays. Oh,
7: okay. Why there?
9: Okay, great. So a team that is uh, giving all their talent away, we can watch them
4: practice. That's right. <laughs> Correct. They're just not happy. There's no answer to satisfy you. See, you now know, know, you got,
7: you got, you can. You can do this trans-athlete thing now for three hours. That's and, right. right. You know, Ken, are you going
9: to k- keep up with those uh, season seats if uh, if the uh, Rams uh, uh, stink them over the next
7: five years? Five years? That's a good question. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Certainly will go another couple of years. See what all, happens. Right, but, all right. All uh, right, man. It doesn't look good, It's not looking though. good. No, man. it doesn't. They, they didn't really do anything in the offseason. season. do no. feel good about this year. They gave away everything. Yeah, Yeah. they lost a couple of players that were pretty good.
9: That's right. And then uh, Chris Adler's coming on. I don't know for what, but she's coming on.
7: (laughs) All right, and uh, Bob Crozier has the news. Live from the 24-hour KFI (laughs) News. Yeah, dig dog. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.